Um, so today is going to be a little different than we originally planned. Um, we were going to be starting a brand new series called Following Christ Through Crisis. And uh, that was going to be with Pastor Dave, but uh, we're pausing that until next week because Pastor Dave cannot be with us. He is currently um, quarantining, and, uh, and we know that a lot of you in a similar position as this, and or maybe you know somebody who has COVID or have been in close contact with somebody who has COVID. Um, we just want you to know that we're thinking about you and we're praying for you. And uh, if you need any type of help or assistance and you want to reach out, please email us at info at westsidehamilton.com. We'd love um, to just take care of any practical needs you have and pray for you. And uh, so please reach out to us. Take advantage of that. Um, but for in the meantime, today we have a special guest speaker. His name is Joseph Swan, and uh, he is one of the pastors at Connexus Church in Barrie. And what's really cool about Connexus is that we are part of a, lead, a strategic leadership network um, with Connexus and a bunch of other churches in Canada. And uh, this provides us an opportunity to connect as leaders, encourage each other, equip each other, um, and also to resource each other. So we have a fantastic message from Joseph Swan that we're going to hear in just a minute. And um, it's all about struggles and the weight of the burdens that we carry. And uh, we're, we're excited to show this with you because um, as we start a new year, it's what perfect time to consider um, some of the hurts in your life, some of the struggles, and, and contemplate those and, and put them before you and, uh, and ask Jesus to help you. So that's what this message is all going to be about. Um, so we hope you're encouraged. Stay encouraged, and, uh, and we hope you enjoy. So take a look. Well, Happy New Year, Connexus. Can you believe that we're here in 2022? For me, I love the start of a new year. It's like a fresh, clean piece of paper full of possibilities and opportunities. And as that clock ticks over on New Year's Eve to 12.01 a.m., it's like all the stress and all the problems of the previous year are now done and we can look forward to something new and different. Well, at least that's, that's the hope. We all need some of that right now. This has just been such a strange season that we've found ourselves in. There are those who just want to skip ahead a couple of years and be done with anything pandemic related. And then there's those of, that want to go back a couple of years, back to the good old days of 2019, back where you could travel freely, where you could hug people without a second thought, where coughing in public didn't make you feel like you're breaking any laws, and where Zoom was just another small tech company trying to find its place in the world. It would be fair to say that life for all of us hasn't really turned out quite like we had expected. I know for our family, we've lived here in Canada for almost two years now. In 2020, as we were preparing to leave Australia, we never imagined in our wildest dreams this present reality. There was so much that we were looking forward to experiencing, but instead, like most of us, we've spent much of the past two years in some degree of lockdown. But despite everything, we've loved it here. We've loved getting to know you. Uh, shout out to the Aurelia crew. Uh, you would think that being from a Commonwealth nation, we would just fit right in here. But we've discovered some very noticeable differences between Australians and Canadians. We like Vegemite, you like maple syrup. We like our meat pies, and you like your butter tarts. 
What's with that? I don't know. You live in a country where the wildlife looks so cute and cuddly, and we come from a place where everything is designed to kill you. Uh, You drive on the opposite side of the road, and the steering wheel is on the opposite side of the car. You turn right at traffic lights while the light is still red, and your milk, your milk comes in bags. What's with that? And here it takes you five hours just to dress, to leave the house, just to check the mail. Whereas in Australia, we just simply throw in our shorts, our t-shirt and our flip-flops and we're done. Actually, we call those flip-flops thongs, but I've discovered that it has an entirely different meaning here in Canada. Judging by the, the looks I got from the sales clerk in Walmart when I asked where the men's thongs were. But despite how many differences we have, there are a couple very important things that we have in common. Firstly, regardless of whether you were born in Australia or born in Canada, you're all born winners. There was a certain race that took place roughly nine months before you entered the world. Scientists tell us that there was around 100 to 300 million little contestants all lined up for the ultimate race and there could be only one survivor. And guess what? You won. How good is that? And there was something else. Even though we all look different, all different shapes, all different sizes, all different colors, we have something else that we have in common. We were all born with one of these, a backpack. Now, if you were to look at the person that might be near you, you may not physically be able to see their backpack right now, but trust me, it's there. We all have one. We were all born with it. I didn't understand the purpose of the backpack until I was around four years old. You see, when I was four, my mum walked out of the house and she walked out of my life. So to remember that day, I found a rock and I took it and I placed it inside of my backpack. And it served as a reminder to me of what happened that day. And on that rock was engraved the word rejection. And every now and again, when I was feeling sad or alone, I would pull that rock out of my backpack. I would look at it and it would remind me uh, of that day when my mum left. And I took it with me everywhere I went. And it would just come with me wherever I went. And I could feel the weight of it on my back, but it wasn't really a problem. I could manage it. But as I grew older, what happened is that I started collecting more stones. Some of them were just little stones like like this one. This stone here is where I broke something that belonged to my parents and I blamed my sister. And on it was engraved the word guilt. Or there was this stone. It's only a little one, but this is when I was in high school and uh, we were choosing teams for sport. And I was the last one chosen. In fact, the two team captains were fighting over whose team I should actually go on. No, you have him. No, you have him. And on it was engraved the word unwanted. And that went in there. Or there's this one. On this one, it was a job that I had applied for that I didn't get. And on it was labeled the word unqualified. And some of them were huge. There was like this one here. When my my dad remarried and And I went from being an only child now into a family of five other kids. And on this one was labeled the word insignificant. Or there was this other one. This one I got when I was a teenager. I was 14 years old. And I found this one on the Gold Coast. 
as where I was molested by a man in a public toilet and on it was engraved the word shame. And as I grew older, I began collecting stones, things that people had said to me, words that people had spoken over my life. And I just kept collecting more and more stones of guilt, stones of shame, stones that represented things that I had done that was wrong and things that other people had done to me all began to fill my backpack. And in time, my backpack became so heavy, I could feel the weight of it. I was always tired. It would slow me down. And, and, and I missed opportunities because of the weight that I was carrying. I would go to her church and, and hear preachers say that God had a purpose for my life, but I would struggle to step into it. After all, how could I step into my future when all of my energy was required to carry the things from my past? Like so many of us, I look for ways to be able to lighten the load, even just a little bit. Some of us throw ourselves into education and career, and we resolve to work hard to forget about the load that we're carrying. We do whatever it takes, overtime, extra duties, further study, anything to try and get ahead, and anything to forget about the burden that we're carrying. Some of us look for relief through chemicals and alcohol and parties. And for a couple hours, it seems uh, to work. But usually the morning after, when your head starts to clear, there by the side of your bed is your backpack. Some of us take our backpack into therapy and, and we sit on the couch and we spread out our stones all across the floor. And one by one, we begin to pick them up and we begin to recall all the stories and our therapist listens and empathizes. But when the session is finished, we simply pick them all back up and gather up all our stones and put them back into our bag and we leave just as weighed down as what it was when we came. Some of us look for relief online, spending hours in cyberspace, computer games and on social media and others throw themselves into shopping and music, just anything to try and forget about the weight that they're carrying around with them. While others look for relief through sport, but all of these things only bring momentary relief. Some of us search for a partner thinking that this person will ease the burden that we're carrying. But what we don't realize is that they are so preoccupied with their own backpack that they're unable to help us with ours. Sometimes people even go to church and, and or support a charity and thinking that perhaps if I'm a good person and, and I do good things, that maybe that will lighten the load. All of these things just bring temporary relief but they don't have the ability to remove the weight that we're carrying. Finally, in a desperate attempt to lighten the load, we do something really terrible. We take stones from our backpack and we begin throwing them at other people. You may know what that feels like. To, to, maybe you've received a, a rock to the head in your lifetime where people have said things to you or done things to you. When I turned 17, I found out where my mum was living and, and I wrote her a letter in the hope that maybe we could reconnect. She told me later that the day that she received my letter, as she was pulling it from the mailbox, her hands were shaking as she opened it. We arranged to meet at a shopping mall uh, just near where she lived. And as she saw me approach, she ran to me and she hugged me and she kissed me and she didn't stop running her hands over my face and she said things like, if I'm dreaming, please don't ever let me wake up. 
And for the next few months, we continued writing letters to each other. Uh, But in one of her letters, she said something to me that just made me so angry. I can't remember what it was, but it triggered a reaction inside of me. Without thinking, I wrote her straight back and, and told her that she was a terrible mother and that before I knew it, it was like a whole lifetime's worth of hurt and anger came spewing out of my mouth and onto the paper in front of me. I said things to her like, what mother leaves her own child? I told her that she gave up the right to be my mom and to parent me the day that she left and that I had a stepmother now who was more of a mother to me than that she would ever be. And without thinking, I stuck a stamp on it. I posted it back to her and it was like I was taking a very big stone out of my backpack and I threw it directly at her head. And just like that, our fragile relationship was shattered into a thousand pieces. It would be another 15 years before we would speak to each other again. She wasn't there for my wedding. She wasn't there for the birth of her grandkids. I thought I was getting rid of a stone from my backpack. Instead, I discovered a new stone. This one was called regret. And I took that and put it back in my backpack. Every one of us has a backpack. And we all collect stones. Some of us, we've picked them up ourselves and some that other people have thrown at us. And this has been going on for thousands and thousands of years. God looked down from heaven. He saw the hopelessness of our situation. And his answer was Jesus. You see, what many people don't realize is that just like us, Jesus had a backpack. Yet when he was born, right up until the time of his death, Jesus' backpack was empty. He had plenty of opportunities to pick up stones. People would say lies about him and accuse him of all sorts of things, but he didn't say anything back. They would throw rocks, but he would just let them fall to the ground and he left them there. Finally, there came a day where they crucified him on a cross, unseen by anyone that was there that day. Almighty God reached down through time and space and he collected every stone from every backpack, every rock from every backpack of every person who ever lived, who would ever live. And he took all of those stones and he gathered up all of those stones and he placed them in Jesus' backpack on the cross. And while he was hanging there, Jesus felt the crushing weight and the hopelessness that you and I experience. And he began to cry out to God and he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He knew what it was to carry a backpack. In 1 Peter 2.24, it says this, it reads, he personally carried all of our sins in his body on the cross. Jesus paid a price that you and I could never pay. He paid the price for every bit of guilt, every bit of shame, for every regret that you and I, uh, everything that you and I have ever done wrong, for every cruel word that we've ever spoken, for every sin that we've ever committed. Jesus paid the price for this on the cross. And he did that for you. And he did that for me. I don't know about you, but that is such good news. It means the guilt that I'm carrying around with me. I don't need to carry that around with me anymore. It means that that shame that's been weighing me down all these years, I don't need to struggle with that anymore. Those regrets from the past, they're not mine to carry around anymore. Your backpack and everything in it belongs to Jesus. 
He paid the price for it. In fact, if you continue to carry that backpack around with you, uh, you're actually carrying around something that belongs to somebody else. You're carrying around stolen property. Your backpack belongs to Jesus. Why is it so important to talk like this today at the start of a brand new year? I believe more than ever before, God has a plan and a purpose for your life. There's a reason why you're on this planet, but with everything that's been going on and everything that's been happening in the world these past two years, something I've noticed is that people have started collecting different types of stones. Even people who had once given their backpacks over to Jesus. These stones are all different sizes and, and on them are labeled words like isolation, confusion, fear, anxiety, depression, anger, and discouragement. And all our backpacks just keep getting heavier and heavier. And as a result, our relationships suffer. We miss opportunities that, we could, that could help us move forward or help others move forward. And we're so tired and worn out that the purposes of God for our life is the last thing on our mind. We're just trying to get through the day. This isn't God's best for our lives. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Now you have a choice to make today. You can continue to carry around your backpack with you, or you can give it to Jesus. You can place it at the cross where it belongs and step into this new year unburdened. Don't take the weight from your past with you into 2022, but instead hand it over to Jesus and leave it at the cross. Don't just give him your stones and keep the backpack. Surrender it all. The cross is where Jesus surrendered his life and it's at the cross where we do the same. He's our example. Hebrews 12 tells me this, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up and let us run the race with endurance that God has set before us. And then it goes on to say, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. I wonder what's holding you back today. What are you hanging on to? What stones have you collected over the years? You don't have to carry that weight with you anymore. You can start 2022 unburdened. For me, I made this decision in my late 20s. I handed over my backpack to Jesus. That feeling of relief as I let this thing go was indescribable. There was no more weight that was slowing me down. I could think more clearly. I wasn't so preoccupied with my own struggles that I could be there now instead for others. So in my early 30s, I received news that my grandfather had passed away. My mom had told the family that she didn't want me to be at the funeral. Um, she wanted to be able to mourn the passing of her dad without me there. But they left the decision to me, and so I went. Uh, I didn't want to go just to cause trouble, but there was something else that I needed to do. After the funeral, I found mum. She was alone outside by a tree, and, and before she had a chance to run away or disappear, I took her by the hand, I got down on my knees and I apologized to her for what I had written all those years ago. Even before I could say anything, I could see the tears starting to well up in her eyes. And when I had finished apologizing, she reached out and we hugged 
And she once again smothered me with kisses and held on to each other for the longest time. And we began to rebuild our relationship. Just a year later, the year 2000, God in His great grace made a way for Kathy and I to move states which, uh, for work, which meant that basically the, I was going to be living just 20 minutes drive from my mom. I got to know her all over again and I got to introduce her to her grandkids. And, and I, as I watched her and saw her play with her grandkids, I discovered just how great a mom she really was. In 2001, the job came to an end and we moved back to Victoria. Uh, Mom and I continued talking to each other every Sunday on the phone. And one Sunday, she said to me, just as we were about to hang up, Joseph, I love you and I'm so proud of you. I love you, Mom, I said, and not realizing at the time that they would be our last words to each other. I got word later that week that she had died suddenly just a few days later. You know, I'm so grateful to God for the time that we had, for the opportunity that we had to heal. I know that this story could have easily have had a very different ending if I had insisted on hanging on to my backpack and hanging on to those stones instead of giving them over to Jesus. He was the one who walked me through everything and he helped me every step of the way. And what he did for me, he can do for you. It all simply starts by just handing your backpack over to Jesus. He wants it. It belongs to Him. He paid the price for your backpack so that you can live unburdened. I wonder if you're willing to trust Him with that today. I know some of you right now are ready to hand it over to Jesus. You've got your backpack in your hand and you're ready to hand it to Him and say, Here, Jesus, take this. You want a fresh start in 2022. You're ready right now to hand over that to Jesus. But I also know that there's going to be some of you who are going to struggle with this message. The weight that you've been carrying around has been unbearable, but you want to hand over your backpack, but you're finding it hard to let go. Jesus is there for you today. He wants to help you. There are others and and you're willing to hand over your backpack, but what you've done is that you've reached inside And you're just keeping that one stone for that one person who hurt you all those years ago. Jesus wants it all. He wants every backpack. He wants every stone. He paid for them all. They belong to Him. The band are about to come and they're going to sing a chorus and sing a song. And the chorus goes like this. It just simply says, at the cross, at the cross, I surrender my life. I give all to you. I give all to you. I wonder if you're ready to do that today. I wonder if you're ready to pray that prayer today. I wonder if you're ready to surrender your life to Jesus today. Let this be the start of a great new year, a year where you'll know what it is to run and not grow weary and to walk and not faint. Let this be the year where you can experience the joy of living a life unburdened. Why don't we pray together? God, today we come to you. Lord, we've been trying to do it for so long in our own strength. But today, Lord, we want to hand over those backpacks to you and all the rocks that's inside. Lord, it's hard sometimes to let go of those things. But I ask right now by your Holy Spirit that you would just speak to every person right now where they are, in their homes, in their cars. Lord, wherever people may be in this moment. 
Lord, we want to hand over those weights to you right now, to those rocks. And we ask, Lord God, Lord, that this be a year where you have your way in our life, where we can run and not grow weary and walk and not faint. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.